Hi, I'm Ariel Charnas, and this is In House, my podcast about all the happenings in my life. Whether it's fashion, entrepreneurship, marriage, or mom life, you'll hear it all right here on In House. Hi, everyone. Welcome to my new podcast, In House. My name is Ariel Charnas. I'm an entrepreneur, fashion style fan, and a mom living in New York City. I thought, what better way to come to this podcast than with My favorite person as my special guest, my husband, Brandon Charnas. Oh, I'm the favorite person. Yeah. Love that. Obviously. So let me just tell everyone what we're talking about today. We're going to talk about the story of how we met, a little bit about a relationship that could take a million podcast episodes, but we'll really hone in today on how we met and how we sort of went from dating to a proposal. So, I mean, Brandon, you're really good at this story, but do you want to share how we first met? Yeah. Don't tell any lies. Tell both sides of the story. Uh, well, I, what, do we do we start in Cabo or should we start from theory. when I went? Theory. Okay. Yeah. The first real encounter was I went to Theory to go. Tell everyone what Theory is. Some people might not know. Theory, it's a, a store in, in, in meatpacking. They, it, it's a, con, I don't know, contemporary, mm-hmm. what is it? To make contemporary clothes. Very famous um, brand. Yeah. Oh, it's a famous but brand. But they have a store. So, they have stores all over. But I worked in the store in the meatpacking district for um, from the age of 22 to 23. Yeah. For a year. Yeah. So, I mean, I had no idea who you were, but I walked in and I went to go purchase some clothes. And, you know, I, I, at that time I had been um, working out a lot. You went to purchase some clothes? I was some, some time in the gym. You went to purchase some clothes? Well, I was getting to that other part of it. I th- th- thought I was the coolest guy in the world. And... I don't know why I still had this amazing confidence about me, even though <laughs> I was going to purchase clothes with my mother. <laughs> so my mom was was next to me or came to buy my clothes for me, which is actually pretty <laughs> sad. Um, but, you know, I was in law school at the time and it wasn't making any money. And, um, you know, it was uh, it was very nice of my mom to offer to buy me a new suit so I would look good at my uh, law job. school, my new job. You know, I, I'd like to think I pay, I've paid her back since uh, since then. But. Anyway, she came in to, to buy clothes with me and I still had confidence, which I, in hindsight, I probably should have been very shy, mm-hmm. uh, given that I was buying clothes with my mother at Theory. Um, and anyway, walked in and I saw this cute salesperson um, who asked, uh, you know, what, uh, you know, if there's any clothes I liked. And I, w- I had been working out at the time, so I, I felt like I was in good shape. I don't know why. I probably looked terrible, um, but uh, compared to, you know, some other people out there, but, you know, everything's relative had the confidence. And I remember I uh, took my shirt off in the dressing room and kind of flexed a little bit. Can I bit, just say is, something in, from my side? Yeah. He was so rude. He was so not nice to me and so uninterested and just like rude. So I was basically working with thing, his mother. But yeah, you were, but the funny thing is though, it, it it's almost like the world, uh, the world knew that we we're going to meet at that time because the uninterested anger and like frustration that I was feeling that you probably took to be like, oh, he doesn't care about me. He just is focused on getting there, getting out of there has had nothing to do with you. It had to do with my hatred for trying on clothes and going shopping that I have and that it, it, it it's an, an animosity and it, <laughs> it, it brings out a terrible person in me. I don't like taking Hates my clothes it. off. Hates it. At, uh, in public places, uh, in dressing rooms trying on clothes, I find it to be completely annoying. That caused me to be very, you know, in a mood where like I didn't care about things, which is like people should, what they should take from that is that if you don't care, right, and you act, and you act confident, 
that a girl could it would make a girl another girl interested in you. And I think that's an important point that it's like take those things and use it for your own. You know, I I just had the benefit of of like I don't know it was some like uh, outside force that allowed me to be uninterested and wanted to get out of there, but it had an effect on you. Obviously, you're like, oh, he's kind of cute, and then you like you know you were talking to my mom. His mom was checking out, and she said to me. You're so cute. I should set you up with my son. So I immediately assumed, oh, he is interested in me. Um, and then she said, my younger son, Cole, he's not here. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so that made me more interested. So I was like, why is this guy not being nice to me? Why is he not like looking at me or talking to me? He was doing nothing. Just wanted to run out of there. And then and he did. He let his mom pay and he left. Um, and so that night I friended him on Facebook and he accepted me. That was like October of 2010, 2009, yeah. 2010, nine, 2009, 10. I don't know. And then that December, we both happened to be at the same hotel in Cabo, Mexico with our families for Christmas, Hanukkah vacation. And he nope. knew my sister. Before we go into that, there had been, I knew the sister, I knew, I knew Danielle very well, but there were, before that, just so we know what gave and and again, this is for the parents out there in inspiring confidence in their kids. It could be a complete false lie that was told. But my mother said to me, oh, you know, I saw that girl from the theory store's mother. I saw her in town at the bagel store. <laughs> and by the way, she's really into you. She was asking about you. It could have been knowing an Ariel disputes this. Knowing Nancy, Ar I know exactly. It she could have been completely made up. She didn't say that. She says she things said, like, "Oh, she re she really likes you." She, th she but thought, but Nancy you were cute. says that to me about a bunch of people that she meets out. She's like, "I found a great couple. They really want to hang out with you." Like it's uh, so true. It's not. It's so not. No, they may but be what saying, Nancy's oh, yeah, doing is she's getting you together. She's inspiring confidence, which is what this is. Oh, and uh, this is a good lie. More people should lie like that. It's an, it's an exaggeration. I know what she meant. She felt there could have been a spark. So she was just assuming there was. Those weren't the facts, but she was uh, the feeling of the facts. I should have warned you guys on the podcast that he gets very intense and passionate about very simple stories. Okay, get back the, to the, the story. So we're in Cabo. We're in the lobby of the hotel. And Danielle, my sister, sees Brandon in the hallway. And, and now keep in mind, I'm flushed with confidence at this point. My mom <laughs> told me this girl is into me uh, and liked me even completely. And then, I mean, my my uh, the the disinterestedness that you know, mistaken, uh, you know, uh, 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 hated hating clothes, hating trying on, hating oh shopping, God, asshole asshole confusion that was happening there inspired confidence. Okay, great. And okay. do you want to also just share why you were hesitant about me? Yeah. Oh, well, do you want to go into, you know, those? Well, we should give that well, heads up, no? Yeah, no. Because it's I mean, a big part I, of the I'm story. I'm a respectful person and you dated uh, someone that I knew and, and had it had ended. So I'm sure like a lot of relationships have happened that way. It's like, you know, you wanted to be respectful to make sure that relationship had ran its course. Um, so again, that again helped me. This is unbelievable. It, it was all coming together for me <laughs> because that Previous, you know, she didn't know that I wanted to be respectful of the other relationship. So again, I was not interested, interested, but not willing to go the distance and and go. You know, I was only willing to come. You know, maybe you know thirty percent instead of being able to go past fifty percent. I was thirty percent was my threshold because of one. You know, 
the 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 fact that she dated the previous uh she dated uh, uh, someone that I knew in the, before, and two, because I didn't like shopping, and three, because my mom told me she liked me anyway, so I knew I had her. So, I mean, but you take all those three together, I'm at 30%, You're such an idiot. and that was my limit okay. for her that, you know, unreal, what a position I was all right. in. Timing's everything. So, anyway, we're in the lobby. My sister introdu- like actually introduces us. I didn't really meet him at Theory. So, we're actually introduced in the, the lobby of the hotel. I wasn't really, you know, I saw him again. I was like, eh, like, I don't know if I, you know, not really sure if I'm really interested. In I was like, she is into me. <laughs> <laughs> Got her. Yeah. <laughs> Got that I was one. so not, was like, I was like, not, I didn't, he just wasn't my type. He wasn't my It was type. another notch under my belt. So <laughs> anyway, we moved on after we said hi, we walked away. And then we both ended up at the same bar in Cabo after that, after dinner that night. What was the bar called? Squid No. Frogs. Squid Row. Oh. No, there it's like a senior frog. Oh. It's called Squid, Squid Row. Row. Yeah. So we're at Squid Row and I'm with my sisters and we're drinking and we're having so much fun. And then Brandon comes over to me and he buys me and my sisters drinks and we're talking and being, you know, like flirtatious and it's really nice. And then all of a sudden he like disappears for a few minutes and within five minutes he comes back and he's with a bunch of French girls. Like now, this was he all brought over of, all these girls yeah. to the table we were sitting at, and just like sat down with them. And I was like, and the best what part that? of it is we could talk about that now. But this was all part of my master plan. So because I could only come the thirty percent, and there was that barrier for me, um, you know, because again she had dated someone previously. I, I that I knew I I I was, and I I kind of felt like I had her. So I, I wanted to put the finishing touches on the she's interested, showing her I'm really not interested, but but like also being interested at the same time, which is there's an art to that. We could, that could be a whole nother podcast. But what I did was is I went and bought her the drink, made you know a couple of jokes, got a little bit of interest. And then as soon as I had the, her attention, I immediately left and found other girls in the room to show her that I was not interested, but I was interested at the same time. It's so like acting I, without acting. I was really upset. And my sister was like, let's leave because he's an asshole. And as I was leaving, he ran up to me at the door before I walked out and asked for my phone number. So I gave him my phone number. And then do you want to tell you? And I walked out thinking like, oh, great. He yeah. has my number. So then and he- I was with my brother. I had the phone number. And I'll never forget this. I was like. Um, you could say it. because I it's got not the phone number. Anymore. Oh, yeah. I mean, but still. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I got the phone number. But the minute I got the phone number, I, I knew that if I put it in my phone that I probably would end up you know, writing her all night and probably ruin the whole thing. So, and I had the barrier thing going on. So I basically took the phone number and I gave it to my brother to put into his phone so that if I really needed it, it's there, but that I'm not going to be writing her all night because I knew I was into her and I was like, I'm not going to, you know, I'll probably ruin this if I have the phone number. So I I gave it to my brother, but then the minute I gave it to my brother, the number was 516-817-1200, which is no longer her number. So you don't need to write it. Uh, but but uh, it was so easy to remember that I was like, shit, I just gave my brother the phone number, but now I, it's stuck in my head. And I kept saying it over and over again. Five was like, was I was like, stop, get it out of my head. But it was stuck. <laughs> so then a couple of days go by. We don't see each other in Cabo and he never writes me. So I'm thinking like, 
what like what is the deal with this guy? Why is he not interested in me? I don't understand. Well, this is another dispute. This is but we didn't we get to, to it yet. We didn't get to that yet. No, no, no. I sent text messages. That's the funny thing. I had texted you, but again, through some, I, I, I was not going to, and it was the next. I didn't write you that night, and I was like happy about that, and like I'm like she definitely really liked me. I'm gonna write her. Just a little thing, you know, just throwing it, you know, throw a little bit of a ball out there, you know, see what happens. And, you know, a little bit of a sprinkle. And I uh, sprinkle and I was like, hey, hey, where are you going tonight? And never got it. it, We talked about we talked about this when we got together. It was so weird. Like he I don't know if like I never got got it. I don't know if someone was looking out for me because, again, had I wrote her again, it still wouldn't have. She's a difficult one. So it wouldn't have been able to really, you know, wrote, you know, uh, reel her in if the message had gone through. But because it didn't, I guess because of, you know, someone's looking out, maybe it's like uh, one of those, you know, cellular companies in Mexico, whatever it was, so, whatever. It, it didn't go through. So, so now I was, it inspired my interest because she didn't write me back. So I was like, what is going on here? I thought I had her. <laughs> So my, I thought I had her locked up, I, but she's not writing me back. I said to my sister, I was like, he has not written me. I don't understand. And then that night we saw each other and we were at a party and we were definitely more flirtatious. We held hands like we were being very like into each other. And then I lost my phone and I kept asking him to call it because I couldn't find it. And he was trying to help me find it. So we didn't find the phone. And then the next morning I woke up and my friend said, you left it in the car and it might like the car is going to come drop it off for you. So I got the phone thinking, now I'll have his number. Because all I was thinking about was him. I really wanted to talk to him because I had such a good night with him. So I wanted to text him. When I got the phone, there was not one missed call from his number, even though he was calling me all night to try to help me find the phone. It was bizarre. Something was something was happening with like the Wi-Fi in Mexico with our phones. We were not getting each other's numbers. It was bizarre. So I... I said to my sister, I, I don't understand. He has not written me. I don't have his number. Like, what am I supposed to do? And she was like, just ask our friend for his number. So I texted my friend and I got his number and I texted him and I said, found my phone like, yay, you know, with like a cute smiley face. And he wrote me back and he said, K. Let's just have a silent moment there. Okay. K. That's all he wrote back. No, like exclamation point. No, like, K. Like, how are you? What do you do? Nothing. Just a K. And I was like, well, oh, my God, is he kidding me? Well, think about this for a second. I don't think you there's something you understand. Like when you're playing sports, right? You there's no time like to like text message. If a girl that you are interested in writes you for the first time. You, no, they don't let you just stop the point. It doesn't work like that. Like I saw the message, but like we're in the middle of a match. And I wrote back K because I figured I would write the rest of it after we finished. It ended up being like a very long match. And, he, never wrote uh, me. he never wrote me. So that night. Well, this is so a, that this night. Is my important. sister said, delete his number from your phone. You're not talking to him. You're done with him. He's an asshole. And of course, I didn't. And when she went in the shower, I texted him again after the K. And I said, what are you doing tonight? And then this is when the whole thing starts. This is where it gets very so interesting. So he writes back. I, I just want to explain. I, you know. I thought I was like, you know, I was invited that night to some very cool party. So I was with, a, you know, the people who had invited us before I wrote, I, I honestly, I really wanted to invite her to come to the party with me, right? 
but it was an exclusive party. And that like, you know, they made this whole big deal. The families were all going that I was with and we could not, the, the guest list was so tight that they could not add one more. And it, it was honestly, she didn't know this is behind the scenes on my end. I was, uh, you know, essentially arguing with the family being like, Hey, we got to get one. I'm, I'm, I want to take this girl with me. I don't know. Why can't I bring another girl? It's the most ridiculous thing I've heard. They said it's extremely tight. There's heavy security. It's at this guy's house and we cannot bring an extra guest. Okay. So because of that, I was like in this uh, between a rock and a hard place, basically saying, if I write her more, it's going to be weird that like I'm not bringing her. If I tell her I can't bring her, then I look like a complete loser that is only getting into the party through someone else. So I figure, you know what? I'll just go to this party and uh, I'll see her the next night. So he wrote to me and said, um, we're going to this really cool party tonight. Um, text me when you're done with dinner and I'll send you the address and put your name on the list. So dinner wrapped up and I texted him and he didn't answer me. And so I wrote to the friend who had given me his number about this party. And he said, oh, we're going. We'll put your name on the list. Here's the address. So at this point, I was like, he's an asshole and I'm not I'm going just because I want to show him that I'm going without him and I'm going to meet other people there. And and I honestly thought there was no way that anybody else. I thought, you know, no one could get into this party. I'd be shocked if anybody got in, but they wouldn't let me take a plus one. So I was stuck with going alone. So we get to the party, me and my sisters, and we're walking around. I see Brandon's brother. I say hi to him. We're talking. And I said, um, Actually, I didn't ask where you were. We just were walking around with your brother. He was so nice. And I'm brother is very nice. talking to my sister and, and Cole, his brother. And Danielle looks at me and she like mouths to me, whatever you do, don't turn around. And I was like, oh, like, of course, I'm going to turn around. So I turn around and I see Brandon making out with some girl and his phone in his hand. So he was obviously getting my messages. And my sister was like, okay, let's, let's just leave. So as we're walking out, I was like, you know what? I'm going to actually, I'm going to say hi to them. <laughs> so <laughs> that just shows, you know, it's amazing. And lesson for, I mean, the confidence is, is everything, right? I mean, like most people would have seen that and just walked out. I mean, I, it's, we didn't, we, we hadn't hooked but up did previously you, or did you find, did you think of that as confident? I, I didn't even think it was like in me and I felt angry and I wanted him to just know that it was not going to happen now between me and him. So like, that's, I don't know if that's confidence or if that's just, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. If I, if it happened to me and I went to a party and I saw you with a guy, I would have ran for the hills <laughs> I'd, yeah. and I'd still be running. <laughs> I, I would I walk over to you. I'd be running out you know of there what? as fast as I could. You'd be seeing like Forrest Gump. I would I, never have stopped. I did it because I knew that he liked me. I knew that he was into me based on the times that we we hung out together. I felt that he was into me. So I wanted. Yeah, but still, I, I, I wanted you saw him me to know. With another girl, you, you walked right up to me. Well, well like, while, takes, while you were making uh, out. While while they were that's, kissing, it's unbelievable that you had the. So I tapped uh, him on the shoulder. I think it's chutzpah. And I said, "This is such a great party," and I introduced myself to the girl and to you know, oh, wow. with my sister was behind me, and then I said, "Such a great party," but we're heading out. I just wanted to say hi, and, and I, I was like, "Hope you guys have shocked. fun." And so I walked out, and. Brandon was, I was drunk, I think, shock. and was texting me like, "I was in complete shock." He was like, "I was oh like, oh my god." 
I cannot believe that that just happened and that she walked over here and did. I was like, oh, my God. I, I mean, <laughs> I remember I, that you was writing. Like, oh, my God. Oh my God. I, that's why I was like writing you the way I felt. I was like, I am. I'm so sorry that that happened. <laughs> but like, I didn't know what, what to be sorry for. I mean, there was nothing to be sorry about. I mean, I, because you liked me. It was, you knew you right. knew we I had guess something. I, I guess. Yeah, there was something. Yeah, there was a spark. You knew we had something. But I still had that, right, but I still had the boundary kind of thing. Yeah, you so could do was, whatever you want, but you knew we had something. Right. So you felt guilty. Right. So yeah. the next day he writes me and is like, did I, did I mess everything up? And I wrote, I don't know. Sorry, I'm hanging out. And a, then he said, big, what are you doing all day? Right now. You were on a, like a fishing. He's like, how can I, he said, how can I make it up to you? What are, what are you doing all day? And I said, oh, like we're on this yacht with these guys. This guy's yacht. This guy's you, you, yacht. Were, you were in a, a kayak with your well, father. I was on like a, like a <laughs> ship with my family. With like, know, a, fish, with like, a fishing. With, with like lunch bags. A, a robo. With like sandwiches and, a robo, and brown bags. Sandwiches <laughs> and, and plastic bags. And you said, I'm on a yacht with these guys. I'm sorry. And I, we'll have to chat later. He wrote back. I did not like By that. the way, knowing Brandon now, that was so brilliant for me to do that. Yeah, that was amazing. So he wrote back and was like, what are you going to do for New Year's tomorrow? Um, and I said, we're going to this club. And he said, oh, I'll be there too. And so I said, great. Like, I did not say great. I said, okay, like, cool. Maybe I'll see you. And then we get to that club and I'm secretly very excited that he's going to come. And I really wanted to see him. And, you know, I was there for like two hours before it was 12. And as everyone's like counting down, I like remember I like started getting te like teary eyed because I was very upset that he didn't show up for New Year's and didn't show up to see me. And so um, I was like that that was the end of it for me. And then he came at like 1230 and was still not really nice to me because people that were friends with the guy I had dated previously were there and told him to stay away from me. I wanted to show my respect. And so he was, again, not being nice to me. And it But then I then I took her hand, walked her over to the bar, danced with her. You didn't dance. And that was we the first night. We didn't dance. We twirled. No, we, didn't, <laughs> we didn't dance. We, we did not dance, dance. But um, he said, we're all going to this really cool um, tree house in Mexico that's like decorated by Ralph Lauren. And it's really cool. And you should come with me. So we went together and that's where we kissed for the first time. And then that was, I guess, January 1st. And then we went back to New York and I locked. She moved in the next I moved day. moved in the next day, basically. And we've been <laughs> together since. So When you know, you know. That, when you know, you know. He didn't know. He, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't be my, he wouldn't call himself my boyfriend for like five months. He wouldn't, you know, hang See, out with me. See, that's not a... Uh... That's another issue. We'll get into that, that another time. Needs to be addressed. But let's let's no, wrap that, up. That, that does have to let's be addressed. Let's wrap up because, the story. No, because it's like this idea of like you know, I I knew I I like I knew there was like the love there, and I knew I I love you, but like the problem is like you know it, it's a good thing and a bad thing. I think the way uh uh you know we raise men in in our community these days, it's like you raise them to think that they're like this knight in shining armor and that like love is like some crazy fairy tale. Now that is a fairy tale for sure. But like the marriage thing, I'm saying, I'm just saying like we were married, like, right. I mean, I like, we got back and it was like marriage, you know? And, and, and the interesting thing is that like, you know, guys need to realize that sometimes it's better that if you feel it and it's there, jump in and, and figure out the rest later. So looking back, would you, 
have done anything differently because I definitely wouldn't have. I think it was weird how it worked out, but it worked. It worked for us I, that way. I honestly believe, and this is like how I relate to like deals I work on in real estate. It's like if if like it's like the butterfly effect, right? Mm-hmm. If it didn't happen that way, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, honestly, I agree. Like that's the way I think of it. It's like every I always think of like every arrow has to point to yes, mm-hmm. you know, in order for it to happen. Mm-hmm. And you can go crazy trying to fix those arrows and stuff, but like, it's just, it's, that's our story. And if it, if it, if honestly, if I, if I was too over aggressive at the beginning, now knowing you and looking back, I, there was not a chance can, it was going to happen. Can I tell you something? Like, you know, I said earlier that I wasn't like interested in him right, interested in him right away, just based on like what I had dated in the past. He was not really my like specific type. And so if these things didn't My happen. My good looking is in your time? No, but like, you know, I always thought like, you know, I don't know, like, well, I'm not going to get into it. But all the guys oh, that I dated before, were they was just a very a different. Taller. It was a very. I'm a short guy. You could it say was I'm a short. very different. Um, <laughs> it was a very different kind of guy for me. Look wise, no. But like there was other things that were different. I liked more like reserved, quiet guys. Like I liked like super tall, like every girl's like I want to, you know, on paper, you want like six, five and like, you know, the whole thing. And so. At first, at five six. At first, I wasn't like right away interested. And if if it didn't happen the way it had happened, I would never end up with the right person because I was looking at all the wrong things. Like I learned about who he was as a person based on, you know, the fact that like he wasn't so available to me. I I was forced to almost like, I don't know, like dig deeper if that makes sense. And so if it didn't happen that way, there's I would be divorced by, right now because I know like what I would probably marry and it would have been over. But it's weird how almost like the universe knew that him as a person, like that personality was so fitting for me as a person. And it just like randomly came together and everything like aligned. It's it's bizarre. It really is bizarre. If we had done anything differently, we would not be together. So I wouldn't have done anything differently, but I probably would have ended up with a porn star. I think, yeah, it's true. He wouldn't. Have. <laughs> but I think the the main thing to take, and I was just going to say, by the way, I was so not your type. No, you know, like I mean, he, you know. he, I was, so, I'm, I was so not. But his you type. so are my type. Yeah, but that's like because we learned yeah, about each other. But I'm type, saying, yeah. like on paper, what we normally were like physically drawn to, it's it totally. was wouldn't have happened. It just wouldn't have happened. Yep. Um, but the main takeaway, I think, from Brandon's standpoint is confidence is everything, right? Confidence is key. Confidence is confidence key. Confidence is key. Confidence is is key. I think from both sides. I think from both sides. And then sometimes it's the way the world works, you know, puts you in a, a more confident. You know, whatever you can do to inspire more confidence, I think, is a good thing. And right? yes, it's not showy. A- like, but like if you could be in a situation where you're in your element right? And create that situation. I think that do it like, you know, the people it's like, you're not, it's nothing is too contrived. Right. And, and the truth is, is that if at least when you're meeting someone for the first time, because you have to break down, in my opinion, the barriers that prevent people from meeting other really good people because they have these types. So they have things where like, oh, that guy is not in that position. So I'm not going to meet him. Right. So get in the position where you're going to meet him. You know, fake it and then and then and, you know, whatever it takes, get people, I think, to drop their barriers, come up with a plan, have a have a, a, you know, don't like act like you don't need a plan. You do need a plan. It's like, you know, people who say, I'm going to go up there and wing it. Don't wing it. 
like have a plan and and break a barrier. And my my advice, it's so funny because my um, assistant is 24 and single and all she talks about is how she wants a specific guy. She wants him to be 6'2". She, he needs to have a sick body. He has to have this. He has to have that. And it's like, it, it's like, it's so funny because it's exactly how I used to like think my, my brain was working like that also. And I think my advice is to not write off the people that aren't necessarily what you are looking for on paper, because those are usually the people that are the right guys for you. The ones that are, you know, all these amazing qualities, but not, you know, what you were like, I don't know what you see in like, I don't know, fairy tales and movies. And yeah, it's not, it's just, it doesn't work that way. Like that's not how you're going to find your right person. So um, I think the advice is just to be open, be flexible be open. and create opportunities. And for if yourself. a guy, if, you know, if you see a guy on hinge that like has some interesting qualities or some interesting like responses to questions, but you, ne- you wouldn't necessarily go for that type look wise, be open and just say, you know what, let me get a drink with him. Or let me just go for dinner with him. That's that's where you're going to have your moments. So take those chances. But um, and, and 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 seize the moments too, because you know, going into theory, just being there, like you know, put yourself out there. And do you I think, think you got to be opportunistic? Do you think that? And I totally think this, but that yin yang exists in a in a marriage and everything that we do together years later. Like we would not work together if I was not more quiet and reserved and and a little bit more of like a whole, like brand and i are complete opposites complete you opposites could be a little more social you could, you, you all right work on whatever but the point skills. is is that we're complete i appreciate opposites. you being willing to go to this party with me this weekend we're complete opposites and i really do believe that it's what makes us work like we couldn't both be like these super social outgoing passionate energetic we'd be they, we, they would think we were frauds yeah. <laughs> We'd be frauds. It'd be complete frauds. We'd literally be the worst couple of all like, What are those two people doing? Oh, my God. But we, meeting all these people. We balance each other and we help each other, you know, grow in, in the, the areas that we're not so strong in. So I think that it's a really, really nice balance. I think it's really important to, to marry someone that's different than you. But it's, it's hard. don't look for that. It'll fall into place. Like You'll thank, figure it out. I like to thank Mexico and their the cell. We actually were going to get married there, but there was that hurricane. So... Yeah, but we wanted to. We haven't been back there. Would have been a nice met. tribute. We haven't been back to Cabo since we met. We should go with the kids. I'm game. Let's go for Christmas. That would be so nice. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Thanks for listening to our super long story on how we met. Um, hope you found it interesting. Hope you were able to take away some key points and some uh, advice we were able to share. And we'll see you guys next week. That's a wrap for today's episode of In-House. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more thoughtful discussions and amazing guests. Make sure you follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And of course, follow me at Ariel Charnis and at Something Navy. See you next week. <laughs>